Cheers and welcome to the Break Bottles Not Hearts podcast. This show where we talk about sex, love, dating, and relationships, all while enjoying some great cocktails. I'm your boozy bestie, Desiree, and I'm so glad you stopped by. So if you're ready to get down and dirty, and maybe a little buzz, then grab a seat, pour yourself a drink, and let's get into this week's episode. episode of Break Bottles Not Hearts. Welcome back to MTV's Love Line. I, did they have the theme song? I, I was just about to be like, Love Line, but I don't know. Nah, I don't think they had I don't remember if they did it. I don't remember that theme song. I don't know if they did or not, but hey guys, welcome back. I'm your boozy bestie, Desiree. And I'm Frank. Yep, we're assholes. We know. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse us for having a fucking life. Excuse us for being busy. Because like the last time it was, it was a while and then we were mm. like, Spring break has started, we live in a tourist city, and I had like the greatest of intentions yeah. and topics, and then I just had busy weeks, mm-hmm. and then bike week is huge here, and I do not only a crap ton of stuff at work, but then I also host a bunch of events for bike week, and then I'm about to go into like two weeks of crazy wedding season stuff, and it's a lot, so I apologize. I mean, y'all, we're human. Mm-hmm. We're, we're human but you know what we were like if we're gonna come back <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna come in like a wrecking ball to we're gonna Cyrus. we're gonna miley cyrus this, <laughs> and we're just gonna come back hard so we're gonna britney spears 2005 this shit i mean poor britney was misunderstood but like i feel for her i don't think she's fine i don't feel that bad for I her feel, i think she's doing good all right now so uh first off what you drinking frank i'm having a a little bit of a combo beverage. Gonna need it for tonight's topic. Uh, I'm having a nice cold Coors banquet, aka a, a yellow jacket to our friends out west. And then uh, along with that, I've got a shot of uh, bourbon whiskey. Now, and I'm doing. Um, I'm slowly getting over. I guess I don't know. I think just exhaustion or my body just being like, we've been doing a lot. So yeah, I haven't been feeling a hundred percent. So I've been doing a lot of like body armor and. Um, power aids and things like that with electrolytes and so I wanted something like that but I'm also a functioning alcoholic so uh, I have a kiwi strawberry body armor with Tito's and I just want everyone to know I originally was just going to have a cup of coffee I was going to make a pot of coffee that is a full on line no it's not I was you didn't even say that you're like I don't think I'm gonna drink well yeah but then you're like you know what I was like I'm gonna have a little sneaky little something and then you're like, well, based on this topic, I feel like we need one. And yeah. I kind of agreed with you on that. Yeah. So there you go. So yeah. So that's what we're drinking. So if everybody's got a glass, go ahead and uh. I'm gonna do a little shot. Little clink clinkies. Chaser. Ah. Sorry, right. kids. Um. Sit back, relax. If you haven't poured yourself a drink, because uh, we're about to get into the shit. Into this week's topic. So, to be honest with you, we we had we went on a walk and we had this conversation. And I mentioned a few days ago that I really wanted us to talk about it on the podcast. And I did not. And your first reaction was that you didn't. And I have to admit, do you remember what you said? Your initial reaction as to why you don't want to talk about this. 
I don't want to talk about it for two main reasons. One, it's a hot button issue. I don't want to piss off any of your listeners. Well, well, let me backtrack on that. I don't want to. This is your podcast. This isn't my podcast. This is yours. Right. And I don't want to cause any negative thing for you. That was your first one, but I think it was your second reason that I was like. My second reason yeah. is, I'm not a woman, and none of this shit affect. If I'm being no pun intended, Frank. If I'm frankly, I I'm not a woman. Mm-hmm. Doesn't affect me. So I really don't give a shit. Right. Not that I don't care about women. I, I, what I mean is, I'm not a woman. So this legislation topic, whatever you want to call it, it doesn't affect me. And I think that was the reason why I was like, I feel like that's a good approach to have this conversation. Because it's a matter of, this does not affect me as a man. Mm-hmm. So why am I even in the arena talking about it? Right. You know, it's almost akin to white people in a certain stance of this is how I feel about blacks and the treatment of blacks in America. And it's like, you can talk about it, (laughs) Karen, but you really can't be about it because you're not black. So if you haven't gotten the gist, um, we're going to talk about jizz or gist? (laughs) Jizz and the gist. Very appropriate for this conversation. <laughs> We're going to talk about the Supreme Court potentially overturning Roe v. Wade. Now, I feel like I should do some sort of legal, you know, boilerplate that says well, the views that we express are truly, truly our, our own. own. Also, they don't represent our employers. They're not, they're not overturning Roe v. Wade. They're not overturning it, but like the potentiality of going ahead and having it done to the state level, you know. So that's it. So Frank and I earlier today, we went for a walk. Um, we had this conversation. And to be honest with you, I was kind of sad we weren't like recording while walking. Yeah, true. Because we really did have a really great conversation. And so I think one of the reasons why I wanted to do this topic is for me, it's also kind of the way I look at race relations. And it's the way I look at politics, which is... I don't want to sit here and get vehemently upset with someone who has opposite views of me without at least trying to have a conversation with somebody first. I think that's a problem with this country. And it frustrates me so much that people won't take a minute to be like, all right, well, let me stop and understand where you're coming from. It's just let me push my agenda and why I'm right and you're wrong. I have very, very, very close friends that are very pro-Trump that believe he's going to win and race again in 2024 who believe in him his stance his legislation that's not necessarily my belief but i also have these friends that i've had sit down conversations with intelligent thought-provoking conversations to see how they feel that's what i wish more and more of americans and people in general would do but rainbows don't shoot at my ass clearly that's not gonna happen i mean i in 2016 i voted for trump um, I did not. Do I do I think we need him back? No, I think we need to. I think we need someone new and fresh. I think we need to kind of move forward there. And kind I think of, we honestly don't need an old white guy. Well, I'm just gonna put it that way. Uh, <laughs> we had a young black guy. Things didn't really get any better. So yeah. Anyway, um, so th- so that's what we're gonna talk about. So I didn't really earlier today. We were like, let's tackle it from this way. Let's tackle it from this way. I think we're just going to try really hard to almost repeat the conversation we had on the walk. So yeah. the very first thing I think 
I remember you saying was kind of like what you were saying before, which is as a man, why am I entering this conversation? Well, basically what I was saying, I don't, I don't think men shouldn't have a voice in the whole thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're involved too. There's two, there's two components to making a child there. It's funny how for some reason it just doesn't seem that way. Wow. Which is another part of this whole thing that pisses me off. There's, there's two components to creating a child. It involves a man or his semen. Um, so I don't think that men should be totally excluded from it. True. However, you know, I, so let me backtrack a little bit. Because this is such a complicated fucking issue. It's easy for my brain to turn into mush. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, you know, I'm not a woman. Can't get pregnant. Um, so, I can't really find, I can't get, at least for me, I can't get super heated or convict or have right. strong convictions about the topic. Um, I know that there are a lot of men out there that are. I don't understand why. I do not get it. Um, I think for a lot of these guys, it's coming from a place of pure, like, religious conviction mm -hmm. about the whole life and preserving life and killing babies is murder, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, I think that uh, the issue is just way too complicated to have just that viewpoint. I understand that viewpoint. I don't necessarily feel the same way, but I understand where they're coming from. Right. I get it. Um, but I just think that there are way, way, way too many different scenarios out there that, in my opinion, justify a woman getting an abortion. Right. Now, I get it. There's also a lot of scenarios out there that don't justify a woman getting an mm -hmm. abortion. Mm -hmm. I don't think that a woman getting a, I don't think that it's 100% necessary or more. 100% of the time, but mm. my, uh, I think I kind of reached my climax in the conversation earlier, which was at the end of the day, no matter what your stance on this issue is, it's all about morality. It's morality, mm -hmm. you know, and everyone's going to see things in the world differently, whether it's abortion or sex, dating, whatever it is, everyone's got their own moral compass and you cannot cannot legislate morality right. in people. Right. You just can't. And, you know, people are going to fucking do what they're going to do. You can make abortions illegal if you like. People are still going to get abortions. They're just right. going to do it in an unsafe, dangerous way. Which is terrifying. Yeah. Which so, is really terrifying. I don't know. That's just my take. You know, and kind of the, the same initial stance for that. That has always been my number one crux, like you said, which is how are you someone who will never understand fully that process of carrying a child have the audacity to tell me what I should do? Yeah. Now, it's like you said, yeah, it involves two people. The procreation of life involves two people, but it's just so funny that the condemnation is only on one. And that's really frustrating. Mm. It's also frustrating that this is one of those many topics that I think certain Christian evangelicals love to pick and choose the parts of the Bible that fit for them. Right. 
because it's very quick to say, well, this is how it is about abortion, and this is how it is about homosexuality, but it's like, so I know for a fact that you cheated on your wife, and oh yeah, I'm pretty sure we're not supposed to wear leather, and oh yeah, there's work on the Sabbath, but like those things we can just kind of brush to the side. But like not these, supposed to wear leather. Like, That's I, not in the Bible. That's not in the like, New Testament. I feel like there's some fabric thing, like mixing well, fabrics or textiles or something. Like well, there's a lot like of stuff that. like that in the Old Testament, but that's Old Testament. That's not <laughs> in the New yeah, Testament. Yeah, so we can pick and choose and be like, Old Testament's not good because we got that new new. Okay, now we're getting into a whole other topic of conversation here. Anywho, we're not going to get down to the theolo theological aspect of it too much, but I think I just get really frustrated when it's like, okay, we're really going to sit here and find the bits of the Bible that work for me. Sure. But outside of that, again, the ability, like I mentioned to you earlier today, the ones with the strongest voices, I find, are men. Are men. Yeah. And that's just like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about when if the roles were reversed and we were sitting here mandating required vasectomies in certain ways, yeah. you men would lose your mind. Mm -hmm. there, you would absolutely go insane. That was another thing that I said on a walk earlier today was it's not quite the same thing, but it's the best analogy I could come up with as a man who can't carry a child. And that's the, you know, I talked about this whole, the, COVID vaccination deal. Mm -hmm. I'm not vaccinated. Um, I don't want to get vaccinated. I have no plan on ever doing so. I have my personal convictions about it, and that's just the way it is. Um, now, I know <clears throat> at the height of this whole thing, a lot of people were demonstrating or whatever about wearing masks and getting vaccinated. They were talking about, you know, well, the government can't tell me what to do with my body. But the, the, the thing is, a lot of these same people are like pro-lifers and they're telling people. And that, so I, I remember, right? So I remember I reposted this TikTok. The guy was like, so I so can't, the same people who were like, the government can't tell me to wear a mask and get a vaccine yeah. are the same ones, people who are like, nah, but you got to have that baby though. Yeah. Like, really? Yeah. Where does your double standard end? Yeah. That you're going to be like, and so the argument I made early day when we were talking about that is, the difference between the vaccine argument and the abortion argument is that the government was coming from a place of what we are asking you to do is helping the greater good of the population Yeah. versus but again, what we're asking point. this woman to do yeah. is helping the greater morality of the population. Yeah. That, and that, it's just that's like, a, that's a viewpoint. I, I don't agree with you that, that the government was doing it for our, our benefit of our greater good, but the greater good. That's the greater good. Shout out to Hot Fuzz. Uh, but no, I I understand that you know that's kind of how you see it. But you know, I I'm vaccinated, but I also have a compromised immune system, so it's beneficial for me. Yeah. It um, also spices things up. I mean, not only are we an interracial couple, you know, we've oh got one vaccinated, God. one unvaccinated, one who just, voted for Trump, one who didn't. Like, it's just yeah. it spices things Dinner up. Dinner time conversations are. <laughs> Awesome at our house at times. Now, for the, let me tell you. <coughs> Excuse me. Let me coffee, For the record, I just want to say I'm not a conservative. I'm not a registered Republican. Um, I, I just happened to have voted for Trump because I thought he was the better choice of the two. Um, but I'm not. Just I just want to throw that out there. I'm not. It's not like it's not like I'm some like far right wing conservative and you're this liberal and. 
we have like this odd couple of other shit that's not fake. We, we definitely don't. I I think we find middle ground on a lot of things. But I'm super I also conservative think, on some things, but some things I'm super liberal. I, but I think that's also what works for us is that we have the ability to have a sit down like we have right now and have this conversation. And I just get really frustrated with what I see in the media, what I see on social media, where it's people who are like, here's my viewpoint and I will not even entertain a conversation with someone on the opposite side. Because right. that's my thing is, you know, it's, it's like, okay, we'll use you and your stance on the vaccine. I remember when it all first came out and you and I had some really in-depth conversations about it. And it was a matter of, okay, why does that make sense for you? I can see where it made sense for you. I'm not going to sit here as much as I personally feel I, I wish that you would, you know, get vaccinated or whatever. But I'm also not going to sit here and be like, okay, but I'm going to push my viewpoint of that for me onto you. Because I heard your stance and I get it. And that's right for you. I think this is the same kind of conversation that we need to have where it's like, okay, um, Christian evangelical, I heard your stance and that is right for you. I need you to hear my stance. This is right for me. But I need us to be able to kind of find some middle ground where I can sit here and be like, we're allowed to both believe what we believe and yeah. take actions that feel right for you. Unfortunately, you took an action that was right for you in regards to vaccines. Right. Yeah. I took an action that was right for me in regards sure. to vaccines. Yeah. I think someone should be able to have the right to be like, this is how I feel mm. in the pro-choice and this is my stance. This is how I feel in the pro-life and this is my stance. And I'm going to take those personal actions that are right for me. I, yeah. I, unfortunately, we just, uh, we're living in this climate nowadays in this country of um, extremes. Um, you, you're not allowed to kind of straddle the fence, which is what I tend to do when it comes to stuff like oh, this. Oh, God, yeah. Same. We just, we're living in this Same. polarized culture where it's like you either, you, everybody has to think this way about this thing, and if you don't, then you're wrong. Why? Why do I like? I mean, that's to me, that's just scary as fuck. I don't want yeah. to live somewhere where everyone has to think the same way. It's, I mean, it's communism at its best. Um, and it's just really, it's I'm proud really of being scary. American, where at least I know I'm free. Oh, fuck off. Um, <laughs> um, I think being able to not have some sort of conversation is what's really scary to me. Um, and then being able to have the nerve to again step in that arena which you have no business being in yet you're the ones with the loudest voices and you're the ones who are getting most of the traction which is really frustrating another point that i made up not made up another point that i was I, about to say what <laughs> another thing that i fabricated this other conspiracy theory i saw today no uh which was, and this is just my personal opinion, if it hurts your fee-fees, I'm so sorry, but I'm just warning you in advance, I'm going to say something that you're going to find offensive, maybe. My God. And Dogs. <laughs> Dogs. Kill them. <laughs> uh, in today's world, we live in a time where we have, we have very advanced family planning options. Mm-hmm. And I have little sympathy for someone who keeps accidentally getting pregnant. Because you know what? There are far too many fucking options nowadays to prevent pregnancy. And I have to 
pretty much agree with you on that. So you ask if me. If you really, know you don't want to have a kid, there are a lot, there's a lot of, of options. options. Far more than there were in the fucking nineties, eighties, mm-hmm. or seventies when this legislation went through. So you have little excuse, in my opinion. Now I I, I know I get it. I, that's coming from a man, a <laughs> white guy. At but, that. At that. But I'm sorry, it's just that's just my fucking view on it. So you asked me a question today, and I have to admit, it's actually something that no one's ever asked me related to this conversation, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, Desert, I know you're pro-choice. And you've given me all the reasons. But do you find yourself seeing a situation where you would say, yeah, it's not right for you to get that abortion? And yeah. I told you, I think there is. And that reasoning was kind of what you were just saying, which is, I think it is... excuse me, I think it says a lot for the woman who finds herself and definitely repeatedly in a situation of, oops, let me get this taken care of, so let me have an abortion. I feel like, I feel like in every woman's life, there's always a great series of oops. I told you I even had one. But my oops was also in regard to a condom that ripped and I didn't realize until post-coitus and it was a complete freak out. Mm. And it was one of those where we were like, when did that thing rip? Because we were still going for a while and oh my God, did you notice? And da 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 But it's that kind of situation of, you know, I, I told you I was aware of at least two individuals who unfortunately kind of had a promiscuous past and had multiple abortions they were young they were making these mistakes but i don't think in that situation abortion should be used as a whoopsie let me get out of raising this child and i say that because the argument that you had of there are many ways to prevent that oops kind of going to fruition it's there and this is also coming from an admitted woman who in her 20s had a good amount of sex. But that sex was protected. That sex was protected. That sex was with someone that I was like, yeah, no, I don't want to oops and try to have a kid with you, bruh. First of all, don't remember your last name. Secondly, you're going to be fat in 10 years. Thirdly, the idea of your genes mixing with my genes, no, that's not going to be a cute baby. So fuck that. Absolutely not. So I, I raw dogged quite a bit over the years. I did not. Because I also had a mother who had friends, so many friends who died of AIDS. Because mm-hmm. I'm part of that AIDS generation, the like 80s babies, yeah. where it was like, nah, like the idea. And side note, I remember getting like slut shame for having condoms readily in my purse. Like apparently that was a time where it was always the guy that walked around with a prepared condom. And I was like, I'm not going to trust a dude for that shit. No, I'm going to have a condom in my purse, in my book bag, in my car. I will say. All times. I will say, I guess I'm guilty of that because I dated a girl. You, you did? I dated a girl right before you who, I remember we were hanging out in the car. You told me this. And I opened up her trunk, her, not her trunk, I opened up her glove box. Yeah. And she had condoms and lube in her glove yeah. box. Yeah. And I just remember being like, what? Fuck? Nah, man. See, that's and that's so fucked up. Like, and I, she and was prepared. Weird, weirdly enough, she, for whatever reason, really liked having sex in the car. Okay, well, I can get the, 
I can get that. That's kind of some weird kink that she kind of enjoys getting, having sex in the car. But regardless, she was always prepared. That's some Girl Scout shit. Yeah. Good for her. But yeah, I remember guys would kind of look at me kind of funny. And my answer was always, I'm not trusting my body to you, Daniel. I'm sorry. I'm going to come prepared. So, so yeah. So it's like you said, you've got condoms, you've got plan B, you've got birth control, you've got IUD. Now, what I do find interesting is a lot of that is female-based. It is female contraceptive. So, well, uh, other than putting a condom on, what do you think a man could do? So, I keep seeing these memes and these TikToks and tweets that are going around of, <laughs> no, I mean, it'll never happen, um, but nationwide mandated, like, male IUDs from, like, from, like, 16 up until a certain age when a man can present that he's financially an age-stable to have a child, and I was like, "Damn, wouldn't that be some shit?" <laughs> if you could, if you could sit here and be like, "All right, all right, Tevin, you're 16 years old. We're gonna pop this thing right in your side of your dick, or whatever we mm. decide." Yeah. As female scientists, because of course it's gonna be invented by a woman. Let's be honest. Um, this female scientist comes up with, they implant this. It basically, you know, makes the sperms go night night. And when he gets into a committed relationship, or Whatever he decides, yes, I'm prepared to have children. Goes in, it's reversible. Boom, there you go. I don't. Me personally, I'm not against that. I think. However, I, <clears throat> I think that's amazing. However, Never will happen. Sound, well, it sounds a little communist because you're controlling what people do with their lives. Now, having said that, I, I'm not. I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea. I, you know, another thing we talked about was. Mm. <laughs> I think another reason that I'm not necessarily anti-abortion is I don't think we need more fucking people on the planet, personally. Our resources are dwindling. I don't. And uh, shout out to all the people that I know and love who have kids. Yeah, I mean, I'm not having children. I'm not. I'm not shaming anybody for for having kids. I just personally, I mean, I'm a hypocrite in that regard, I guess, because I have a child. But you know, it happens unintentionally, and he's here, and I'm happy he's here, but. I mean, if, you know, I mean, if I had a choice in the matter, I wouldn't have a kid. Uh, that sounds callous, but it's just the way <laughs> it's just the way it is. But, um, you know, I, I don't think I don't think we need more people on the planet. I think there's way too many on on Earth as it is. Uh, I got really excited when COVID started because I thought, all right, here we go, we're gonna thin out this herd. And unfortunately, nope. you know, they killed old people, which and we had a bunch of kids that popped up during that. So yeah, we did. I. You know, I, I've talked about this before, and I've written about it on the blog, and so I made that choice about not having kids for many reasons. And one of the reasons why was because I was like, I don't think the world needs any more. They definitely don't need a small Desiree, let's be very honest. Um, and I've always said that as a joke, but I also said that for my mentality, I don't, I just never, it, it never imagined myself being a good mom. Or, or a decent mom at that. I think that I'm too selfish of a person. And I think the fact that I recognize that is a good thing to not want to procreate. Have I had moments since you and I have been together that I've thought, oh, yeah, I'm not going to lie. But I can't remember. There was a comedian who did a bit where he's like, 
But at the end of the day, you really want a kid because you're selfish. You want to be like, what's this little version of me like? And I can sit here and say, yeah, that's it. I want to see what this cute little caramel, potentially brownish green eyes, curly haired, potentially baby Afro baby would look like. Mm -hmm. That's a selfish thing other than I want to bring this life into this world to raise and nurture. No, I want to dress her up. Or have him play football by the time he's three. And that's a selfish reason to want to have children. And the fact that I recognize that, I think it's smart for me to go, yeah, I probably don't need to be a mom. Yeah. I probably don't need to be a mom when I've been hesitant about having a dog for two years. Yeah. If I can't even make that decision, yeah. I probably don't need to be having kids. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's a topic that really worries me you know there's a lot of handmaid's tale references and it's just like jesus we're we're not too far from that kind of i guess but um at the same time i guess what is empowering is to see that there are so many women who are proactive and saying okay well we're gonna do something because i think if there was ever a cause you know, to have people get up an arm and try to fight for whatever it is they think is right for the protection of their own health. Because that's the other big aspect of it is, is you've got to also look at the health of the mother as well. Right. Um, and so there's this clip that's going viral right now, of these men standing in front of some sort of courthouse or whatever, and this guy was just like, I'm here because life is important, and if that was my woman and she got pregnant and she told me she wasn't going to have a kid, I'd tell her, I'm your husband and you're having that kid. And I was like, those words are actually coming out of your mouth. Like, your mom might be around seeing this. Like, do you hear yourself? Well, it's clearly not married or in a relationship because you, you know, would know better. You can't, you can't tell a woman anything. No. Let alone that. So. But you're going to sit here and be like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. That's my seed, and you're going to have it. I also argue that, first of all... You don't even change the oil when I tell you to. Physically, men are such little bitches. You guys really are. I love these period and labor pain simulators. Because it's like, dude, if you guys went through what we went through for menstruation, and then you want to have the nerve to sit here and tell us we have to have a child... Nah, don't talk to me. That's another reason why I knew I couldn't have kids. Because I had horrible endometriosis. Really, really gnarly period pain. Horrible bleeding. And I was like... And then having a kid is... Nah, I'm weak! I'm fucking weak! I can't do this! I cannot do this! And everyone's... And, the, you know, I get those women and like my mom and girlfriends who would be like... You'll be amazed at how you dig deep. Fuck that shit. My hysterectomy was one of the sing actually not one of, it was the single hardest recovery I ever went through. And yeah. I was just like, that's a hysterectomy, that's not even a kid. I had a fucking, I, had a, I was having a fucking panic attack watching, watching my uh, child's mother give birth to him. And I was like. The body, how, I how remember, does the body do that, dude? I just remember, it was kind of a rough, a rough delivery for her. Um, he was kind of like shifted weird and wasn't coming out. And her, she had like, she had like seven like tries at the epidural because for whatever reason, oh, good yeah, lord, it wouldn't Jesus like, no. it wouldn't stick. Nope. For whatever reason, it wouldn't happen. Nope. 
But anyway, yeah, I'm, I just remember being in that in that room and just like literally like having a panic attack, but having to I had to hold my shit together because at one point I was just like having a panic t- attack at the point where I thought I was gonna, I thought I was going to pass out like faint or something. And I remember like in my head, outwardly I'm like everything's good. You got this, dude. Under you control. Keep pushing, babe. But in my head I'm like, don't you fucking dare fucking pass out you fucking <laughs> do not you see what she's doing yeah. right now yeah no it's literally the conversation I was like don't you fucking dare make this about you get your shit together yeah good for you for figuring <laughs> it up good for you cause I I promise right now that were me and you I'd be like did your little bitch ass just pass out and I'm sitting here pushing a watermelon from my veg yeah. no yeah. absolutely not so I think if men understood that was one of the, a small to, yeah. margin, and of I have to say that was one of the most surreal fucking things I ever, ever witnessed. Oh, was watching it. a child come out of a woman, no. good God Almighty, and he was a big boy too. He was mm. 10, 10 pounds. Jesus. Like, yeah, ten pounds, like six ounces. Ooh. Oh yeah, that was something. Yeah, mm. yeah. I feel like if more men saw that. But forget seeing it. If you guys got to experience the level of pain mm. that we went through on a monthly basis, yeah. among all these other things, and then the fact that the body changes, and the body has a hard time recovering from that, yeah, yeah, I then you. I think you would be a little bit more understanding while we're like, nah, you're not going to tell me what to do, because I already know what my body's going through. Right. I'm, I'm so sorry. You guys, what, have heart-ons and kidney stones? That's it? Yeah, you joke. Kidney stones ain't no fucking joke. Yeah, you can I get them too. You know, tr- that's a woman thing. Me, woman can I, get too. Trust me, I understand that. Right, that's one of my biggest fears in life. I'm not I understand lie. that you guys can get kidney stones, and I also understand the the often compared kidney stones for a man is like labor pains for a woman. And it's like, yeah, but we get labor pains and menstruation and kidney stones. You guys, what get kidney stones? Like, what? We still get the raw end of the stick here. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just some bullshit. Raw in the stick, yeah. As opposed to the cooked in, as opposed to like raw dogging, since we're talking about abortion. Oh yeah. So yeah. Raw dogging's the best. We can do that now because we've taken. Well, I I have taken care of things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You gave yourself a hysterectomy. I gave myself a hysterectomy. <laughs> yes, I decided to knock myself out, pull it out from my belly button. Yeah. yeah. I also did my hysterectomy for a lot of medical reasons. Yeah. Uh, well, 98% of it was medical reasons. Yeah. Um, and again, it just kind of also fit in my lifestyle where I didn't want to have kids. But I also had, you know, cancer genes and medical reasons where it was like, this is the best course of action for me. Right. Um, but it's funny. I'm sure there's still religious groups out there that probably would have been like, you know. Yeah. You, you yeah. made yourself barren. Yep, there, there would That's be. That's a sin. There would be. I, I know someone who unfortunately had to have, um, she ended up having a miscarriage early in her pregnancy. Um, I think it might have been an atopic form of pregnancy. So they had to technically medically abort the child right. in order to you know remove the embryo and for her to be able to heal. Yeah. And you know to know that in some cases... People are like, yeah, even that's wrong. Yeah. It's like, so what am I supposed to do? Supposed carry to do? <laughs> this 
dead fetus and naturally quote unquote release it, which could cause me more damage because it is in fact dead inside me. Like what? But again, I will go back to the top part of this conversation, which is if I can have someone on the opposite side, have a conversation to me where I can see their point and go, Oh, okay. And it has something other to do than religion. Right. I think I could get behind going, okay. It's hard. It's, it's hard to have a conversation with those types of people. Not Nothing against people who have faith-based views or religious views, whatever you want to call it. Um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think it's a bad thing. There's nothing wrong with it. But, but there's I think... some people that they don't think they're being extreme. They think that they're living out their faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, responsibly or the way that it's supposed to be lived out. Mm-hmm. Um, I say this because I have, I've had people in my life that were close friends and are close friends that are deeply, deeply, you know, uh, religious or whatever, mm-hmm. and they have viewpoints about stuff sometimes, and I'm just like, you know, they're to me it's irrational, mm-hmm. you know, but to them it's just like, well, you know got faith in God and this is you know this is what it is I know it looks scary but you know I just gotta trust God and you know his will be done and all that kind of stuff I'm like yeah I, I get that mm-hmm. but you know you don't have to get run over by the bus you could just get out of the fucking street I mean I understand that faith is powerful <laughs> I, I get it yeah. but you know that's, I, that's why I said if I can have a conversation with someone whose viewpoint deals outside of faith-based because to me for a lot of things I'm going to look at the science I'm going to look at the science of the example that I just showed showed you with the woman that I knew where it was like medically this baby this fetus however you want to call it embryo fetus cells baby whatever medically early enough in the pregnancy it had to be terminated because it was the safe thing to do for the mother in that case you're going to tell me is illegal in some states, and that's terrifying. You know what's kind of funny is uh, prior to the 20th century, I guess that's kind of what would have just happened, huh? You would have just had a dead yeah. baby inside you. Yeah, and that also wow. caused not only casualties for the mother, sure. but the potential for making it hard for her to be barren. I mean, if you think about all of those. Hard for her to carry a baby, you mean? You said yes. hard for her to be barren. Hard for, sorry, hard to carry baby. If you think about all of those royals, who for years it was like, let's sire a child, let's sire a child, and it was miscarriage two, four, eight, nine. There you go. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of those things kind of happened because of the process, and so that's really freaking terrifying. And then science came along, and it was like, this is unfortunately the child isn't to term. You know, medically the safety of the mother, we need to go ahead and retrieve. Yeah. Child, embryo, fetus, however you want to categorize it, you know. Yeah. Um, but to know that there's some people who are like, nope, keep it. It's technically dead-ish, but keep it. Yeah. Like, I, to me, sometimes when it comes to certain things in science, I have no interest for you. On it's that. it's really hard. So again, like I said, I want to have that conversation with someone, and I want to. You know, the faith-based thing, I'm going to get. I'm, I'm going to easily get. I get faith. I get that's your moral compass yeah. for that particular stance. Yeah. But I want to know outside of faith 
what is it? And then I also want to know, for a man outside of faith, what is it for you? And why do you think that you have the right, as a man who would never go through this process, to tell me what to do with my own body? Um, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to answer that the best I can. Okay. Um, I think... It's not going to sound good no matter how I explain it. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to. Make We're just spitballing ideas here. Yeah, I think. I've never been in this position, but I think for a man outside of like religious beliefs, it's like um, it's his. It's his baby too. Do you, does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. you're carrying yeah. it, but it's also my child. But why can't? I'm not, I'm not saying this is my fucking deal. Just don't, no, don't no, give me that face. No, I'm, just, no, I'm not. I'm not giving you face. But what I was gonna say is that makes sense. If this were a you and I conversation, yeah, yeah. yeah. But why does you know Senator McConnell, who I'm never gonna fuck, had the right to sit here and me like, but you know what, Desiree, you need to keep this baby. I don't know. I don't know. A you and I conversation when we're in a relationship. Mm-hmm make sense to have that conversation for the two people involved. Some old white dude in D.C. Because I guarantee you that that happens all the time. Oh, well, God, yeah. Absolutely. There's also that same kind of conversation. I also think uh, for a man, it's a little scary because at the end of the day, we're kind of powerless to stop you from doing whatever you want to do. And it's it's also the opposite where it's like, um, you know, you've got those, (laughs) you've got those cases of guys who are like, look, I'm not, I'm not trying to have a, I'm not trying to have a kid, mm-hmm. so uh, mm-hmm. got this Plan B pill. Want to make sure you take that shit. I had a friend one time years you ago know? who was a born again Christian, good guy, one of the best guys I've ever known. Uh, and he had he, he was pro life, and his viewpoint on it was, and I don't necessarily agree with him on this one, but it's just this was just his viewpoint on it. <coughs> he. He thought that abortion was an easy way out for the guy. Never mind the woman. He thought that the guy, he was like, you know, what you're doing is you're giving guys a license to go out and stick their dick in chicks and do whatever they want. You can see that. And they get a girl pregnant and she goes and gets an abortion while you're just letting him off the hook. Yeah, because the other part of that is you can see him be like, hey, don't, don't worry, Becky. Got this $500, this $700. I get you taken care of. That's still a process that she has to go through. Right, yeah. Physically. Yeah. Your ass doesn't. Yeah. That's also a process that she will forever have where you're going out and doing whatever you want to. That she's going to be like right. 10, 20, 30 years later go, oh crap, you know, I got this abortion. Mm-hmm. Some women are able to deal with that easier than others. But mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I can kind of see that point where he's like, well, fuck it. I got that taken care of. I'm going to go do me, homie. Yeah. Call you later. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. So, you know. That's one viewpoint that I learned from someone. Yeah. You know. I mean, again, it's like you said, to have that conversation between a couple and the man present his thought in that yeah. situation, yeah. I can get that. But it's when you've got someone in a seat of politics mm. who's going to sit here and tell me what I should do. Right. Well, I'm not fucking you, so why are we having this conversation? Mm. You know, yeah. why is this pastor in Tennessee trying to tell me what I need to do with my body and I haven't seen your dick? I mean, other than when you, you know, drunkenly sent me a photo of it next to your wife, but, you know, whatever. 
that's a whole nother Hillsong conversation. Um, oh, stop it. We watched that fucking documentary, <laughs> and now you're just going to keep That's the dick root. <laughs> stop. I'm sorry. It's entertaining. It's for the kids. Um, so, yes, yeah, so let's let's go ahead and wrap this up, because I, I think we touched on some good points. Mm-hmm. I think we made some people marginally uncomfortable. Good. I apologize if we did. Again, the views that are expressed in this podcast are strictly those of my own and Frank's. They're not representative of anything else, anyone else, any other company. Um, you know, all I ask is people be open to conversation. Mm-hmm. People be open to the individual experience. Um, people also be open to those women who might have the viewpoint about abortion because they themselves can never have kids. Yeah. yeah. You know, just use a bit more openness. Yeah, and you know what, I mean, no matter what your views are, if you're pro-life, great. If you're pro-choice, great. I mean, I support, honestly, I, <laughs> I'm really just a spectator in this whole thing. It's a spectator right. sport for me. I, right. I have no dog in the fight. If you lean one way or other, I, you know, I, I support your views. Um, you know, I mean, I just... I, you know, I don't know. It's a very complicated issue uh, or deal, and I think that there. It's one of those things. To me personally, I feel like it's truly a case by case basis. Absolutely. One person Absolutely. may, in my in my personal opinion, may have a completely legitimate reason, a valid reason for getting one, and again, in my personal view, another person after them may not. And, and I, here's the thing, you know that that situation I said earlier, where I was like. The women who use it kind of like a, oops, I got pregnant, I'm going to have an abortion. I also might not know a deeper story for that woman and be like, oh, but Desiree, you have to understand, like, mentally I'm not there. Right, Then I can sit here and say that's my viewpoint, but if that's the right choice for her, then that's the right choice for her. Yeah. So. Cool. Well, kids, problem um, solved. Problem solved. We we just we just solved it. You're welcome. Next America. week, we're going to talk about climate change. We're going to solve that. World hunger. Mm-hmm. We're going to solve that. And then, right before my birthday, as a birthday gift to all of you, we're going to talk about erasing the debt. Talk about what? Erasing the debt. Oh, okay. Erasing the debt. What did you think I said? I think you said the raising the dead. I was like, raising what? the oh, raising the, the dead. We're going to talk about necromancy. Talking about getting some fucking what? We're talking about erasing the debt. So that's that's where we're going with this podcast. You know, speaking Solving of the world speaking problems. of horror type shit, uh, earlier today I was in the backyard smoking a cigar, and I know that it's only uh, May, but I had this thought where I was like, man, I'm ready for fall. Dude. <laughs> It ain't even fucking summer dude, yet. I'm already ready for fall. Dude, I did not even tell you this shit. So, side note, and I think this is a great way for us to end the podcast. Let's end it with a little levity, shall we? I follow this amazing blogger called Horror Story. It's like S-T-O-R-I-E on, um, on Instagram. And she posts the best stuff. But lately, she's been posting the most cozy fall, autumn like leaves, sweater, pumpkin, mm-hmm. coffee that has like, you know, cinnamon on top of it, of you know, uh, fireplaces, mm-hmm. like the 1979 Halloween and then like a big jacket. And I'm like, 
well, I just want to say fuck summer and go straight to October. <laughs> and I keep seeing it, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I was thinking about it yesterday. I was like, I can go for watching Hocus Pocus right now. <laughs> I, could, I, could, I could put on Halloween and watch it all day. Yeah. I, could, I could pull out a sweater. No, I couldn't pull out a sweater because it's like 90 degrees right now. Right. Um, but I was like, do I just want to say forget you summer and mm-hmm. go straight to like fall? Right. Of course, I say that. We, we have a little bit of fall here and then it's fucking cold and I get annoyed. And I'm like, damn it. Yeah. I'm ready for the spring and the summer. <laughs> um, I don't know what spring and summer was singing about this year because it was like spring for maybe two weeks a couple weeks of spring and then we started getting 90 degree weather at noon yeah (laughs) it's like what is happening but no it's funny that you say that like because i actually had the exact same thought where i was like is it time to take out the fall decor (laughs) yeah when i got home from work the other day i took a nap and i I have this i have this thing where i have to like have the tv on when i take a nap i can't sleep otherwise mm. and uh, I turned on Halloween 2 mm. from 1981 mm. and uh, yeah I was like yeah go for some fall time I know right yeah. oh, it'll be here before you know it because yeah, I don't want to bypass August it's my birthday month it's yeah. the start of football yeah. and I get really excited because it's like football in August we get the official season starting in September and the motherfucking October gets here. Hey, you know, like, football, you know what I was thinking about the other day? I ran had a random thought. What? Remember, now they pulled through and they won the national championship. Your Georgia Bulldogs. Woo! Sorry. But do you remember the first time they played Alabama? And it shit went sideways really badly. Yeah. And, you remember and we lost how, the SEC championship and I was like, yeah. this is it. Do you remember? I was thinking about that night. Do you remember that night? Because you and I both were so fucking livid. Livid. Oh yeah, because <laughs> because homie did not put in um it wasn't Daniels. God, who was the other quarterback? The other quarterback that was injured, but was basically like recovered for the rest of the season. And it was like just put him in, like yeah. put him in, coach. But I just remember, he's ready to play. But I was thinking about I was I was reminiscing in my mind about that night after the game, dude. We I, were. Heated. We were literally screaming at each other. Yeah. Like we were having an argument. We weren't arguing. Well, we weren't arguing. We were just we talking were, about the game. We were game. talking about the game. We, we were, were talking about Kirby Smart. And I was like, that's it. If we go to the championship, we are screwed. Yeah. They're never going to let us live this down. Yeah. There's no way we can come back I remember that. I remember we, your dad was in town. Uh-huh. And we met him somewhere to have dinner. And mm-hmm. so as we're driving, me, you and me are screaming at the top of our lungs at each other. Yeah. But we're not arguing. We're just fucking we're not, lamenting we're about the game because we're, we're so pissed off. I just remember it was a very awkward dinner. It was very quiet. We were still <laughs> so heated about that game. Oh, my God. That's right. That's how football will do it to me, dude. I think being bored in August going into football season was exactly what. And I'm not even, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not a Georgia fan. Yeah. I'm, I'm a Georgia fan by default because of you. Right. I support them. But you're, it was, and but I think that's the so other thing. Because I remember talking to people about it too, and I was like, this guy, I know I love this man. This is not even his school, and the passion and fury that you had. I wanted him to fucking win. Was oh, the you know, same as mine. Ultimately, they pulled like, through. That's what I'm talking yeah. about, babe. You get it. You get that shit. So, yeah, so, yeah, we were on one, but. That's one of the things I hate about 
being a sports fan is I hate getting hate that angry over something I have no control invested, over. Dude. Like, and then of course the opposite of that was when we won the championship and I cried like a baby because I never thought I'd actually see that in my lifetime and was just yeah. like, I wish my grandmother were alive to see this. <laughs> literally sobbing <coughs> so yeah so basically i love that that's how we ended it we ended it with cozy uh, warm october fall vibes and university of georgia winning the national championship so mm-hmm. that is a good way to put a bow on this oh so controversial topic but i agree we are really curious to to hear your points um we also really encourage you you know s- seek out those people who might have different viewpoints and just try to have an intellectual conversation. Um, and then can I also encourage people to take time away from social media and away from the news and do your own research about what your state, what your legislation might be doing. Um, and then going from there. Cause I think that's a good way to do it as well. Well said. So, yeah. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and, um, Finished drinking. We actually recorded this on Sunday, which is Mother's Day. So all the moms out there. Happy Mother's Day. Happy all Mother's moms. Day to all the moms. Um, and yeah, we love you guys. And we will. I'm not going to tell you when we're doing another one, but we're going to try. <laughs> That's the best I can get you. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for tuning in. I'm your boozy bestie, Desiree. And I'm Frank. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe. Leave us a comment and follow me on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and TikTok at IMDSimone. And check out the blog at Desiree-Simone.com. Until next time, cheers from your boozy bestie.